Ora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts, Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Chris, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you as well, mate. And to our listeners, Happy New Year. Yeah, we're back. Who would have thought it? <laughs> yeah, well, I would have actually. Looking forward to it. 2017. Woohoo. Indeed. And thanks for all the uh, you know Christmas and birthday wishes that um, people have sent through. Very much appreciated. Was it your birthday? Uh, it was the birthday of uh, the baby Jesus. Uh, and I like yeah. to think that he listens. Well, he does. He's, he's omnipotent. He but, well. Uh, the um yeah and just okay anyway (laughs) (laughs) Um, great start uh, yeah great start um so in this this podcast we're looking ahead to 2017 yeah what's the what's the trends for this year um and not just fashion trends. I'm sure that's something that you know many people are uh, concerned about GIs and fashion, uh, and well, maybe we'll discuss that later on. Uh, being fashion leaders as we are, um, but I think we're we're thinking a little bit more about you know GIS in 2017. What does it look like? Exactly, and also. Hmm. Ah, no, it has slipped my mind. No, 2017. It's all about 2017. Uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, so, Mark. Um, we've got some news and stuff as we normally do. It's been a little bit quiet though, hasn't it? Uh, well, yeah, as you'd expect over the uh, over the Christmas holidays. Not, yeah, not but a not, lot has happened. Yeah, but the world isn't like New Zealand, right? You know, the world doesn't shut down over Christmas. It's just kind of New Zealand. But there seems to be very little news in general that's not kind of you know or GIC news anyway. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. But that's all right. We will carry on. Hmm. Um, hey, Chris. Yes. Before we get on to what you did for Christmas, why don't uh-huh. you tell me a little something about yourself? Well, um, I mean, you know, all these uh, little uh, bits that we, we say about ourselves, uh, uh, you know, are true. Some t- sometimes we change the names to protect the uh, the innocent or the guilty. Um, you know, I think uh, I think I mentioned that I once walked Bex the dog, and I think I said it was a mongrel. <laughs> it was a Labrador, but you know, I, I'm, I'm protecting the innocent now. Uh, so. Uh, th- this is this is actually true. Um, many many years ago, uh, I was invited to uh, to run a training course. Um, I was working for Esri UK, and we'd just released this uh, the Crime Analyst Toolbar extension, uh, and we were selling it internationally. And I was asked to go and do a, a, a training course uh, in the Lebanon for the uh, the Lebanese police force uh, at least that's what I was told uh, and I got over there and and it turns out they weren't necessarily the normal police force that you see in the streets they were more kind of the um, jeans and, 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 and t-shirt kind of guys if you know what I mean so what they wear in Lebanon jeans and t-shirts it was what well it was what these guys were wearing I mean they were casual okay. you know uh, yeah. but so it's so, the secret police so what were you teaching them how to shoot people no, because uh, what, what would I know about that? And, and they were clearly um, better educated in that line of work, anyway. Uh, but they, um, it, it was how to how to analyse crime. You know, they they have a bit of crime in, in the Lebanon, and they were, you know, how how to use these Esri tools to analyse crime. Two day training course. 
they needed to pack heat because there were crime analysts who sit behind desks. Well, that was the very strange thing. Uh, you know, what I was told who they were and clearly who they were was, was something different. And it wasn't actually until a second day that uh, I noticed that um, at least two or three of them actually had... Uh, you know, pistols, guns, casually tucked down the back of their uh, their trousers. You know, their, their jeans in a kind of <laughs> trousers down their jeans like, in a kind of you know Hollywood. Like they do on the, the Hollywood style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down the front without a holster. No, no, this is down the back. Yeah, you know, in, in the smaller. Bits off. No, in the smaller of their back. Like you know, it was kind of tucked down at the back, so they you know, so you so couldn't they see. They holsters. No. I find that bizarre. Well, this is how uh, you know how secret they were. <laughs> yeah, it's so secret they don't have holsters. Well, you know, that would give a little game away, wasn't it? Yeah, but that um, does sound kind of exciting and intimidating. What was interesting there, just to carry, kind of get off topic a little bit, uh, one, is the problem, one of the problems they had was when they came to recording crime, uh, they didn't really have a proper address database. And one of the issues they had also was there were lots of high-rise buildings. So yeah. they, they didn't have addressing, and they had to then have addressing for high-rise buildings so you know what floor did the crime occur on it was quite an interesting uh, quite an interesting time actually um but surely the point of using gis is having an xy not just an address yeah no i i, I kind of agree with you but you know they, they had to be able to record stuff somehow um and they it was here it's called xy yeah but we're, we're talking in the lebanon and they didn't all have gps i don't know um did they have maps Yes, uh, they did have maps, but uh, again, it was, you know, they, they geocoded some of the crimes, obviously, because that's why they wanted to analyse them, so they said, anyway. Um, okay, well, that does sound interesting. What was actually interesting was uh, in the taxi going back to the airport, um, we were almost run off the road by the local Hezbollah, which was uh, interesting. Um, but maybe that's a story for another time. <laughs> anyway, Mark. Um, that's a little about me. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Uh, what should they know? Well, yeah, I mean, one of those things, you know, I like to share. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, and you know, I, I've, I've got a, a slight sense of humour. Um, <laughs> so once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's debatable, right? Hey, I think I'm funny. Um the uh, you know open street map of course yeah and it's great because it's all collaborative but people actually do a really good job of collecting the yeah. data and yep and yeah it's all good stuff um but but once um because I was slightly mischievous uh, yeah. for, for I don't know if you've heard of this this international day Chris it's called talk like a pirate Arr. You know, I have heard of International Talk Like a Pirate Day. Um, yeah, so yeah, basically, cool. Mihaji, you've got to speak like a pirate, which I'm not doing very well. No, you're not. Arr. Arr. But anyway, so despite my lack of pronunciation, um, I got into OpenStreetMap and did a find and replace for all the words Avenue uh-huh. and changed it to Avenue. <laughs> Just for International Day, uh, Talk Like a Pirate Day, right? You changed it back again. Or, or yeah, a few days later, maybe. Okay. No, right. I did, or someone else came and reverted my changes, and I was kicked off the project. Um, no, that's not true. Hey, why are pirates called pirates? Because they are. Yeah. 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 Great, great dad joke there. Um, talking of dad jokes, how were how was Christmas? How were the Christmas crackers? Any good jokes? Uh, there 
there was a few. I can't remember them. It's one of those things. I should really write them down. Well, they're normally um, written down for you. I think it's keep them. I think yeah, or keep them somewhere. I've heard of someone who has their a little box of, of Christmas cracker jokes. Mm-hmm. And so whenever they're feeling down, they can just go pick one out of the box. What, and feel um, worse about it because they generally are terrible? Well, no, they just know someone has a worse job than them. Oh, true, yeah. Who writes them? Mm. Um, no, it was good. Christmas Day was good. Um, nice and easy. Lots of family. Uh, didn't overindulge on food. Um, Good. And we watched Star Wars Episode 3. Oh, Episode Sorry, 3. Which one's that? Uh, that's the one where... Um, oh, what's his name? Anakin becomes Darth Vader. Oh, that one's terrible. It is terrible. And I sat there with... My kids chose it because we have this tradition in the house. You're only allowed to watch Star Wars movies twice a year. One on Christmas Day and one on May the 4th. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yep. Oh, you should have done that May the 4th. Open street map. Maybe we'll do it this year. Um, anyway, so I, the kids said, we want to watch number three. And I said, that's terrible. And they said, yes, it is, but we still want to watch it. And we did. And even they were abusive of it. So, sorry, this this is a uh, Thompson family tradition. You're only allowed to watch Star Wars twice yes. a year. Yes. So, kind of out of the, what we up to, eight films now? Yeah. Oh, no, we watch, if it's at the movies, we watch it. Oh, okay, okay. But on, on DVD or streaming. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. How about you, Chris? Anything noteworthy? Any well, I, obviously, we've talked a little bit, you know, as we do. But one thing I forgot to mention is um, I got one of those uh, v- uh, augmented, no, what they're called, VR augmented reality headset thingies. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. um, and, you know, downloaded a few games, basically, yeah, mostly uh, rubbish. But, you know, it, it, it was. Quite fun to kind of yeah everybody in the in in the room kind of tried it on and you know standing there looking around going whoa and and feeling you know quite stupid as the world moved around you and people yeah. were laughing at you and that kind of stuff. But I really want to find a kind of a a mappy kind of you know stereoscopic kind of map app. Like Minecraft. No, I was thinking more like you know Google Maps or something like that or you know Google Street Map or something. No, not Street Map. Google Earth in kind oh, of three yeah. D would be quite cool. Haven't found one yet. So if 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 any of our listeners uh, know of a kind of a you know augmented reality or no not augmented VR kind of yeah. uh, Google Earthy kind of app, yeah, yeah um, let us know on um, Facebook. How would they How would they do that, Chris? Well, as I mentioned, they could go to our Facebook page and uh, leave us a message there. Um, voicemail, they could leave us a voicemail on Facebook as well, or, or even com slash geodorable. You're so good at remembering those things. I'm. I just don't remember it. Uh, you could email us. At, I remember this one at geodorable at gmail dot com. Yeah, geodorable at gmail dot com. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we we again thanks thanks for the numerous um, emails and messages of of happy new year and good Christmas. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Should we do some news? Yes. Let's do some news. Spatial news. Right, Chris. This, I mean, this next uh, little news item, this is such a Christmassy news item, and I don't mean it because it's got anything to do with Christmas, but it's the kind of little projecty thing that, you know, when you've got some downtime over Christmas, you might try. Uh, that is exactly correct. 
So maybe you'd like to tell the listeners a little bit more about it. Well, yeah, a, a, a few years ago I got a um, Garmin GPS Navigator, a satellite nav thing for the car. Yeah. And I got it cheap um, because it only had America. <laughs> it only had America on it? Yeah, it only had the maps for America. Okay. Um, so anyway, what I did was um, copy in the um, place map uh, the image files for New Zealand. Chris, have you heard of New Zealand Open GPS dot org? NZ Open GPS dot org. Well, I have, but again, because I've got a Garmin GPS as well, um, yeah. mine wasn't a satnav. Mine's kind of one of those uh, eTrex devices, which you can, if you copy the data on, convert into a satnav. Ish. Yeah. So they provide this great IMG file, mm-hmm. which has all the data for New Zealand in it. Yep. Um, but one of the bugbears I'd had was that you couldn't actually find places on it. The, you couldn't, yeah. It sort of knew addresses, so if you could pan the map and click on a place, it would take you there. Um, so I did some more research, and it turns out they have whole instruction series in NZ Open G- GPS about how to change it. And I got in and changed the keyboard file. It wasn't really a hack. A little bit of playing around. It's just a bit of bodging, maybe. Yeah, a little bit of bodge. Yeah. And now my uh, New Zealand GPS, uh, my yeah, my Garmin works in New Zealand, perfectly fine. <laughs> cool. Even to the point where I could give it to my wife and say, "Here you go," and she goes, "Oh yeah, this is easy to use." Well, I mean, that's that's the test, isn't it? Really, it is the test. Not your wife in in particular, or wives in general, but you know. Well, yeah, if... having to give limited instructions is always good. Yeah. The more instructions, the worse things seem to get. That is true, and. Um... The, uh, the NZ Open GPS project, great little project actually. It's been running for uh, years, as far as I can work it out. Has. It has, uh, but only for Garmin devices. Yes. Well, are there other devices? Tonton, Navman. Okay, apparently there are. Uh, Arc Navigator. But anyway, um, but you can also do. I did some more d- digging, and you can also do. There's a number of. Um, Softwares that will convert OpenStreetMap data to IMG files, so you can go load your own. Uh, okay, okay, that's quite so, cool. Yeah, if I was going even further, and there's a story someone had um, mapped out for a bike, so they put bike trails on it. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool, actually. Yeah, so you can use your car navigator system on the bike trails. I like that idea. I used to cycle to work, so I might give that a go, actually. You're going to have to uh, post this on our Facebook page. I will, on facebook.com slash geodorable. Very good. All right, what's next? Spatial news. Well, this is is quite a little uh, interesting project that was um, done by our colleagues at uh, Esri UK. Hello to um, all of you there uh, who still remember us. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think. There can't be too many. Rob, Rob Sharp, he's still there. Peter Wilkinson, he's still there. A few others. Ed Morris. My brother, or not. Um, <laughs> really? No, he's not. The Morris twins. Yeah. Like the toxic P- twins. People did used to think that, actually. But anyway. Anyway, so what these guys have done at SUK, they're, they're pretty cool. They've taken uh, Landsat 8 satellite images and then used um, image processing to pick out all the green space out of uh, the top most po- top most the uh, top 10 most populated cities in uh, in the UK uh, and they they've done these beautiful maps of um, 
uh, each of these cities and then calculated the percentage of green space in that city and it goes from uh, I think number 10 is Liverpool with green space of 16.4 percent um, what else we've we got we've got Manchester 20.4 percent yeah so uh, what's the top Chris what is the green well hang on hang on city I, I went to uni in Sheffield and that's 22.1 percent right it's still not overly green Greater London come on guess uh, Greater London, I would guess 23%. Man, it's almost as though you've, uh, you, you're looking at the same thing as I'm looking at. Uh, it could possibly be. Uh, in which case, uh, we'll jump straight to number one. The uh, winner. The winner, uh, by quite a margin, to be perfectly honest, is, um, is Edinburgh. Can you say that with a Scottish accent and offend all our listeners in Scotland? Uh, no. No. Um, Okay, no, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and forty-nine point two percent. That's incredibly. Hot. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've been to Edinburgh quite a few times. Um, but it's normally just to the pub. Well, no. Like you don't go past past the mile, really, do you? No, that's true. Fair enough. So yeah, I must say I haven't been to a lot of Edinburgh apart from going from the airport to the downtown. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought, you know, interesting uh, little project there. And it'd be great to, to do that in New Zealand, I think. It wouldn't be too difficult either. Um, yeah, you'd have to have a purpose, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Good news. Right. Spatial news. All right, this is just a quick reminder. The ESRI user group conference, or regional conferences, are happening all the list is on uh, gisuser.org.nz. That's um, nowhere near the uh, URL, but anyway. Is it? No, I so see you can you can find them on um, Eventbrite. Um, gisuser.org.nz. Are they? Are they on there? I'm, I'm completely correct. Mm. Uh, but check out the conferences. Most of them uh, are kind of March into April. So um, yeah. check out your nearest um, and limited spaces. Yes, there are some, yeah. Yeah, so check those out. And sign up, book in. Sure. News. Spatial news. So we talked about this, uh, oh, when was, it? was it last last podcast or the podcast before, about Uber? Podcast before, I believe, yeah, Uber. And their um, nasty, I'm going to track you for five minutes just for your safety. Nothing well, to do with selling your data for advertising. Absolutely not, and and clearly they listen to our podcast um, as you, as you might expect, being the uh, most number successful one. and largest and number one GIS based podcast in New Zealand. Um, Top fifty in the world. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, uh, and uh, they've finally decided that they're going to give uh, their data away, and actually they're doing it in a really interesting way. Um, so they've developed this app called Uber Movement. Uh, and basically, it's uh, anybody can use it, and you can go into uh, this kind of mapping application, and you can go, I want to go from this location to this location, and it gives you kind of the average um, traffic times between those locations. So they haven't really given you the data, they've just exposed an app that sort of promotes Uber with the data they've collected from you. If you, if you want to be kind of, you know, a little bit negative about it, yeah, sure. Pragmatic. Well, okay, they're not giving you access to the raw data, but they're giving you kind of analytics, right? Kind of. I mean, they've got a like 
blocks and the sort of heat map the blocks. Yep. And I mean, it's kind of useful, but it's also kind of irrelevant because the blocks are all varying sizes. And yeah, but they are. I don't think it's about the blocks per se. I think it's more about movement across the city. So, you know, if, if you are a transportation planner, you know, being able to use this data and say, oh, on an average day, on an average Wednesday, you know, sorry, it's going to take X long to travel between a, you know. Yeah, it's. Sorry. Well, it's go good, on. but that's a one off use for it. As a transportation planner, I want this data. And then I want to overlay it with my data. Ah, sure. You know, so all they've done is have given you a one-off view of it. That, um... No, agreed, agreed. But I mean, it, it's one of these things, isn't it? You know, um, Uber have been well. They're kind of, uh, I don't know. They're one of these organisations that has, you know, gone ahead, often fighting with cities about, you know, um, whether it's you know regulated or unregulated, whether it's allowed to work in the city or not. And I guess. Um, they're giving something back, even though it might not be everything that everybody wants. It's you and know while promoting themselves at the same time. Well, you expect every good company to promote themselves. That is true. Mm. Yeah. All right. Spatial news. So Christmas has happened, and therefore nobody's got any uh, money. So I thought it'd be a really good to highlight something else that's going to cost you some money. Um, how much money are we talking about, Chris? Oh, not that much, actually. I think it's about 20... How much is this? Let's have a quick look. 20... Oh, 20 pounds. $40. $40? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's one of these... Um, you see lots of uh, these... What you call them? Coffee table books, right? You know, maps or aerial photography and that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, but this one's really cool. It's called Where the Animals Go. Uh, what, uh, tracking wildlife with technology in 50 maps and graphics um, and it's it's actually really cool it's um, some of the nicest maps I've seen in quite a while uh, and they are used um, to track various types of wildlife from baboons to um, vultures and it's it's you know it's how those animals have been tracked using technology and the maps that those animals have produced i think it's pretty cool um yeah it is actually i mean it is one of those coffee table books that's more uh, interesting than your average coffee table book yeah yeah um, yeah good for doctor surgeries and dentist clinics as well oh no but they only do magazines number of times i mean the only time actually you know you're in the doctors and you end up reading uh, you know woman's own or whatever it's called <laughs> i avoid those usually. well yeah i normally end up reading time magazine for yeah, you know, time or national geographic yeah vastly out of date but um yeah it's still slightly more interesting <laughs> but yeah so where the animals go we'll put a post that up on our facebook page have a look yeah beautiful maybe, maps maybe it's something we could suggest it could be a new zealand one maybe suggest it to doc what would we track Kiwi. Where the Kiwis yeah. go. Most, mostly to the pub, isn't it? Or sports games. <laughs> it's too easy. Spatial news. Right, so exciting news. You say nothing actually happened. Um, something did actually happen. Did it? What? Something's Gitter happened. Gitter and Sibba have merged. Gitter and Sibba? Aren't Gitter they? And Sibba. Are they characters from uh, Coronation Street? Yeah, the um, the Hackney version, also EastEnders. Oh, right, okay. Alright, Sibber. How's your apples and beers? Awesome Cockney. 
Oh, you, 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 you know my accents are, are second to everything. They're top notch. We, we do need to do a uh, uh, accents only episode when we, we talk in accents. Maybe for our final one, and they'll be the final one for a reason. The only one I can do is uh, Birmingham. Rightio, Mark. How are you doing? All right. So you didn't get the joke. Birmingham. 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 Oh, it's the Muppets. Okay, yeah, it fair is enough. The Ooh, we are rocking this podcast with jokes at the moment. All those years in the UK and you never did the Birmingham. No, because I think it's probably a joke that's done outside the UK. Mm, yeah. Don't know. I heard it. Anyway, get on with it. So, anyway, get so and Sebra. Yeah. Get to the so Sebra, the social uh, social. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Freudian slip. <laughs> uh, the social the social uh, was a social institute of. Um, Business analysts, or no? Yeah, what? that no. sounds right. Yeah. Um, it's a drinking arm of the New Zealand business. <laughs> <laughs> and Gitter? I, I really want to know what Gitter is. Uh, the Spatial Industries Business Association, CBA, uh-huh. yep. and the Geospatial Information Technology Association, Australia, New Zealand, Gitter, ANZ, have announced a merger. What are they going to be called? Uh, it's still unclear, um, but they're going to deliver services to the members. The Gibber, I think Gibber works well. Gibber. Or. Um, mm. But yeah, no, this is a. I suppose it's a. It's a good merger. Um, I mean, two organisations had their own place, but yeah, it probably gives a bit more resources. I think it's interesting actually because there's you know you you look at New Zealand and there's been a bit of a. Um, uh, divergence of groups, you know, you've got CBER and you've got the New Zealand Desri uh, user group, and then you've got the Emerging Spatial Professionals, and then you've got the Spatial, no, what they call the um, Surveyors uh, yep. Institute. Yeah, 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 and you, you know, you're seeing this diversion of, or um, Version. Yes, you're seeing this 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 kind of well, it's emergence really of, of actual groups for geospatial professionals. Yeah, but does that does that weaken groups rather than strengthen them? I don't know. I think some of them do because they're um, independent. Mm-hmm. Um, my interesting one that remember last year or the year before year before there was talk about the Survey Institute merging with um, the spatial. Yep. And, um, Triple SI or something? Yeah. And that was more, it was also a move around um, getting accredited or what yep. do you call it? GISP? Yep. Yeah, which just sounded like a lot of bureaucracy to me. Um, I'm applying for that at the moment, actually. Really? Yeah, there's a lot of, uh, what was the word you used? Bureaucracy? Hmm. Do you yeah. remember um, from your master's uh, how many hours you spent in each lecture? Uh, your masters, I didn't do my masters. Okay, from your undergraduate. Uh, well, it got less as you got on. Drunker? <laughs> no. First year there was an intense amount of lectures and and um, tutorials and all labs, and then as you got on, there was less lectures and more labs and drinking. Um, but anyway, you know what I mean. Like trying to remember, I did my masters ten years ago. How many hours I spent doing each module? I don't know. Say 500. No, it was less than that. It must have been. 
Anyway, <laughs> you were drinking, right? No, no, it was it's per module. So you know, you do you do six modules over a term, and then how much time do you spend doing each module? I don't sure know. It's ten weeks. Or yeah, it was. Yeah, forty hours a week divided by six. Anyway, but anyway, yeah. So Gitter and Sibir are merging to be maybe Sitter, maybe Gibber. Um, mm. But we'll we'll break their news. Do we know when they're merging? Uh, not off the top of my head. Do you? Okay. Well, we'll uh, news to watch out for. Yeah. All right. That's the news. That is the news. Um, what we're going to talk about now? We're going to talk about uh, the spatial vision for 2017. Yeah. Uh, this has been quite interesting. I, I, I guess Don't you have I should. Topic of the week news. Say again. Don't you have a topic of the week thing? Topic yeah, of do. the week. Which there you go. Over. You just crashed the vocals as usual. That's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> it's been. We've had too long a break away from doing this. Yeah. Um, I like the music though, it's a high energy, can you feel it? Yeah, feel the So anyway, yes, I mean this works quite nicely, uh, this music, 2017, Spatial Vision, what's going on? Um, yeah, so off um, the geoawesomeness.com website. Which is a pretty cool name for a website, right? It's almost as good as Geodorable. But not quite. It's harder to say, Geoawesomeness. Yes, And it's I agree. slightly cheesy, whereas Geodorable. Well, it's just, it just, you just don't know how cute Geodorable could possibly be, do you? It's, it's, you know. That's right. Yeah. But let's not go head to head with Geo Awesomeness. No, no, because they are awesome and we're cute. And adorable. Yeah. Just like a Pikachu. Um, Where were you? So, trying to be relevant to all the kids. We're so down with them. We're, uh, we're, we're right up their avenue. Yeah, no. No. Okay, so they have um, four leaders of the five, five leaders of the spatial technologies, yeah. uh, including our friend Jack. Yeah, I actually um, thought it was quite an interesting spread of people. Yeah, and I guess they they basically said to each one of them, "What's your what's your prediction for 2017?" Yeah, so do we just want to highlight some of the predictions and some where we well, think they're right and some where we think they're wrong? Yeah, let, let's just uh, run through so who they talked to. So they talked to Tim Barber, who's kind of the CEO of uh, Pitney Bowes. Kind of, yeah. What's your job? Well, sometimes I'm the CEO of Pitney Bowes. Sometimes, you know, I'm just the gardener. Okay. Uh, you've got, um, is it Andy Denning? Who's uh, from Boundless? Yes, and if yep. you and if you don't know who Boundless are, they're kind of uh, what do you say, Open GIS kind of platform yeah. company. Yeah. Interesting though, if you if you do type Boundless into Google, the top hit is a Christian dating agency. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you've got, uh, oh, I'm so bad at names, especially reading them out when I've written them down. Uh, Jan Eric Solon, who's from uh, Mapillary. And yeah. what's Mapillary, Mark? Mapillary? Yeah. Well, now you're going to have to ask me to look at it. Um, Mapillary, I forget. It's, it's kind of like uh, crowdsourcing Google Street View, kind of like that. 
then you've got oh uh, Javier de la mm, <laughs> terrible dude from Carto DB uh, and then you've got this guy called Jack Jack sorry say that again the guy what? from Carto uh, Javier de la Torf is it I can't read my own writing. I don't know. I don't know why you're asking me to read this. I can't read my own writing. Uh, it depends if it's, it starts with the J, right? So it's like the J there. Yeah. De la Torre. Anyway, but I think it it's is. pronounced Javier. It's like I, I suspect it is too. Yeah. Um, we should. We should. If you'd like to send in other names that um, we can completely mangle and offend people with, uh, please send through. Good. Yeah. Jacques Monde. I, yeah, I believe he is French. Um, he works for Ozuri, Ozuri, I think it is. Ozuri is. This is going down a bad hole. Yeah, well, we'll stop. Anyway, so I mean, you've got quite an interesting spread of people there. Uh, you know, from you know Jack and uh, Tim, who <laughs> anyway. are pretty big. To, yeah, you know. so some big players and some new upstarts. Yeah, that that's a good way of describing it. I like. Yeah. So, what are we going to start with? Should we start with Jack? Well, I think it's... Or just go through the common themes? Well, I think the common themes, because I think that's more kind okay. of interesting. Location as a service. Yeah. What that does was mean? mentioned by quite a few, right? It seems to mean different things to different people as well, though. Yep. As you might kind of expect, I guess. Well, yeah, so the ESRI take on location as a service seems to be ArcGIS Online. Yep. Which I wouldn't really argue is location as a service. It's more GIS as a service, right? I mean, yeah. I that's where I feel about it. Um, so, yeah. But then, you, I mean, you, you do but have... I think what it is the commoditization of location-based services, value-added services. And that is a really interesting kind of thought that, you yeah. know... But this isn't end-user-based services. It's not like me as a, as a Joe Public going, I want this. It's business, right? It's yeah. a hey, plug your CRM into our little map service and get this analysis. Yep. I um, mean, that's, that's pretty cool, the value added, but also the low cost of value add. Yep. Yeah, so really interesting um, ways of doing things. And I think, you know, the more we see that commoditization, the less, the less relevant GIS is, if you understand what I mean. You know, it, it stops being a GIS thing and just becomes a, a kind of a, a product a, you know yeah something that you buy and consume um, which you know for, for us hardcore GIS folk I think that's that's something we're going to have to get used to I mean you, you're starting to see it already you know Google have, have kind of stormed the, the, the you know the, the mapping side of things you know it used to be the domain of, of GIS and now it's you know it's it's everywhere well, so there's two things to watch out there for and it's not going to happen in 2017 but it, it will happen one is machine learning and predictive analytics spatial analytics so the stuff you're now getting your GIS analyst to do mm -hmm. will be done by machine yep that it, it, it is actually too easy now well I mean um, we, you know we started uh, the conversation you know, earlier on about you know um, going in and doing edits to OpenStreetMap you know that's going to be machine learning. That, that's going to be, yeah. you know... Um, well, you've already got Waze, right? Yes. So take Waze and add some business data to it. Yep. You know, it's... Yeah, so 
lots so predictive analysis um, if you're a GIS analyst get to know how to manipulate data and then get other people to do it or write the tools um, the other thing you're going to see coming up is that more and more companies will be spatial in fact most new users and this is again one of the articles which I agree with that most new users of data analytics won't even know they're doing it on a map Yep. They're using spatial. Yep. And it'll be a case, and I can see this very soon, where the GIS people are going, oh, you're using GIS. And the other people are going, oh, no, I'm not. I'm just using a location. Yep. Because, yeah, we're we're slightly insular. Oh, we are, yeah. Because we're all about the map. Yeah. And these other places, they don't, they don't care. It's just location. It's just another way of analyzing it. Well, I, mean, I think that was kind of the interesting thing I picked up from, you know, the, the different speakers here. You know, Jack was still quite, there was still quite an industry focus there, didn't you feel? He's still product focused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good um, way of describing it. Yeah, so it's still, you know, his ones are all around what Esri are doing. Yeah. Esri aren't the leaders in in this innovation space. What they What they're doing is catching up and putting it into the enterprise space. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, but you do wonder whether they're missing out. Um, just because people are now going, look, it's just location analysis. Uh-huh. It's going to be... I mean, I don't... I don't think Esri are doing anything wrong. They're, you know, they're, they are providing GIS for the enterprise, if you know what I mean. But I think where, where their focus is is on GIS. Whereas you know a lot of these other companies, you know, the, the, you know yeah. their focus isn't GIS. It's they don't have to explain that they're a GIS company. No, they they come in as an information company, or an yep. analytics company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we've got this cool product that does this. I mean, one of the things that pretty much everybody mentioned was the Internet of Things. Yeah, which it, it's it, for me the Internet of Things is one of these. And Nicholas. Yeah, I mean, you know, almost everything and nothing is the Internet of Things these days. You know, if it's if it's connected to the Internet, which is, you know, so many things. I think there was oh, something like 29 billion Internet of Things, you know, are expected to be connected, you know, over the next few years. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is a, yeah, a staggering number. Um, and I think that, you know... Clearly, the Internet of Things is going to change an awful lot, but I don't think people are are truly understanding what it is going to mean. It, it seems to be more of a Skynet. Say again? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I, I think I think people are uh, bad any impressions. No, uh, are more kind of going. Oh, the Internet of Things is going to be huge, but they don't actually know what that actually means. Well, they're already struggling with big data, right? Yeah. I mean, big data's been around for a while, and some people are using it, but it hasn't been revolutionary. It is revolutionary, but it hasn't been revolutionary. Or, or at least it hasn't been revolutionary in a way that's publicly accessible. Yeah. So actually, so slight sidebar, 3D printers, uh-huh. absolutely revolutionary, Yeah. but they're sort of fading out. Are they? Because they haven't become commodities. No. Um, so if you're a high-end business, like automotive or medicine or something, 3D printing technology is brilliant. But yeah, they're still not commonplace. 
we haven't got to the the situation where like oh i haven't got a pen i'll print one out yeah you know or, yeah yeah agreed um and, and big data has been the same and i think internet of things is going to be similar well i don't think with internet of things i don't think there's the killer app right you know the the internet of things single you know um Solution that's going to solve the problem for all of Internet of Things things. If whatever the problem is, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it would be great to hear from listeners out there if you disagree. You know, it's uh, it's or easy for agree. us to just sit here, yeah, sit here chatting about this stuff. But you know, um, if you disagree, if you think we're speaking complete rubbish, then it'd be good to hear from you. Well, um, if the Internet of Things or Big Data has changed your life, it'd be really interesting to hear from you. It would, yeah. Um, um, so what else is well, one I think last they, thing from? Real time cropped up quite a few times. Um, yeah. Often I think interesting. In oh, sorry. Yeah, real time. Yeah. But how that presents itself. Well, the one I liked actually um, was uh, Tim Barber from Pitney Bowes. He talked about real time specifically in relation to financial services. Yes. And I thought that yeah, that I can understand is really yeah. quite an that- interesting space to play in. You know, um, I don't know, uh, not, you know. Real time from a mapping, financial services from a mapping point of view. Well, so um, I bank with Westpac, right? And they've got this thing called um, Cash Now, I think it is. Um, Which you can print money from your phone. No, no, no. But every time um, there is a transaction, I get a notification on my phone. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, um, the wife uh, is uh, off today. You know, she's looking after the kids and stuff this week. Um, she has more holiday than I do. Uh, and you know, I'll be sitting in the office, and you know, my phone will bleep at me, and it'll be like twenty-two dollars spent on groceries. And you think, what, what, what? Well, you know, forty-eight dollars spent on so-and-so. Oh, yeah, so, so take that, put it across the whole of New Zealand, yep. the whole of the world in terms of financial transactions. Yep. And all of a sudden, you're not seeing numbers. You're seeing heat maps of financial activity and that it, drive our markets. And how interesting is that going to be when you start breaking that down into, you know, what are people buying? When are they buying it? So it's, yep. you know, when are people buying groceries? Where are they buying it? Yeah, it's going to be so interesting. Um, well, you put it with your commuter data. Mm. Everyone's collecting off you. And yeah, it, well, again, I'm not sure this actually helps the common person. But it's interesting well, from a ticky geeky thingy. Well, where it where it possibly helps, and I don't know if you looked at it, uh, Tim. He also mentioned um, being able to use this data. Go, I'm just going to read out what he's or kind of reading: ethical, sustainable business driven by geography and speed. And the example he gave was this thing called, or this uh, this company called Food Loop. And what, what they do is they go to kind of supermarkets and those kind of organizations, or you know, those kind of kind of food yeah. retailers, and they hook in the inventory for the product. Um, so when you've got products that are coming close to their expiry date, it will then share that information with people who've signed up to the app. So you can kind of like, you know, I don't know, you have a special craving for cheese. Uh, <laughs> Someone's got some going off. Yeah. As all cheese lovers know, it's the best time to buy cheese. Exactly. So if you've got this app, it will ping you and go, hey, Countdown in uh, in, in the city is got special on this cheese. You can get, you know. And so you're hooking up people interested in a particular type of thing in real time with an inventory. Yeah, I just I'm thought not, that was such a cool idea. It's a cool idea. It's not going to make a lot of money. Um, 
One interesting thing I did note mm-hmm. is that Jack is the only one who mentions mobile. Yeah, that's true. And but, and there's there's two aspects to that. One is Jack's pushing product on mobile, and everyone else is just what what do you mean mobile? There's a difference between mobile and non-mobile. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so that's. I mean, his point his point was a little bit more about you know uh, mobility and using consumers to collect information yeah kind of mobility in that in that sense but yeah i think you're right it's related to product and everybody else doesn't mention mobile because it's kind of like a you know yeah yeah it's not worth mentioning anymore because it just is yes yeah yeah yeah. i mean yeah jack's talking about a creation of suite of apps and app builders uh you've just pushed your product yeah hey uh, again is that what you kind of expect him to do? Don't know. It is, but no one else actually has said that. But yeah, that's, that's true. So that's, Do you think was there anything else that jumped out? I think you know. Um, uh, I mean, there was a little bit of talk around. Well, actually, we didn't mention. We've mentioned Uber quite a lot, actually. But there was um, quite a few people uh, mentioned. You know, with automated vehicles, the amount of information that they're capturing as well, and the yeah. need for accurate information is, you know, is going to increase the the need and probably provision of data. Yeah, you know, I kind I, I kind of love this idea of you know an automated vehicle. It needs accurate data to know where it's going, but as it's going, it's also collect, collecting more accurate data and kind of having this continuous feedback loop. Yeah, I really quite kind of like that. Um, but yeah, autonomous vehicles cropped up quite a lot as well. Um, yeah, there's a really interesting article about, um, I think it's Rodney Hyde, mm-hmm. the ex-politician, wrote a really good piece about um, driverless vehicles, how they just are the future. Yep. That they're still going to have accidents, but not as many. And yep. once they have an accident, they'll learn from it. And they won't make the stupid mistakes that we make as drivers. Yep. Yeah. They'll, they'll make... Yeah, computational mistakes. There was a good example of that on, um, I think it's on YouTube somewhere, um, just recently, where a um, Tesla uh, car avoided an accident that happened, you know, it predicted an accident was going to happen three cars ahead of it and slammed the brakes on before the accident even happened. Yeah. I mean, then caused a massive accident behind it, allegedly. No, that's not true. But, (laughs) you know, that's what we're going to get to, you know, it's being able to predict what's going to happen before it happens. It's, uh, Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's going to be. Well, I to my kids, it's, it's within five years you'll be in your driverless vehicle. You reckon five years? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, even if it's just a taxi, you know, you go to an airport. Yep. And you no longer have to take hire a taxi. You just yep. jump in this thing, and it just drives you. Yeah, but then, who are you going to have conversations with? In funny accents. Yeah. Well. You get told about yeah, the social that, political views of. Taxi drivers. Yeah, well, I mean, if anyway, yeah. yes, I'm, I'm going to miss that. Maybe, or maybe they'll put you know personalities in cars. So you do have those kind of things to, to keep you amused. You, I've taken enough taxis. You've taken enough taxis. Sometimes you just get sick of talking about rubbish. Yeah. Mm. I did have this one really good taxi driver once. Like I went to Wellington Heaps and I always got him, booked him. Yep. We had fantastic conversations, but anyway. I got a good guy like that. I often book him. Um, moving on a little bit, uh, what's your special prediction for uh, 2017? 
Right. In um, New Zealand, let's. I mean, it's kind of. Well, know. in New Zealand and the world, um, I've got four. Oh, blimey. Four or five. Um, three new apps from Esri that are all slightly similar to each other. <laughs> okay. Yep, I like it. <laughs> um, one big open source JS project in New Zealand that isn't from a CRO. So it could be a local authority or a regional council, or it could be private industry or something. But um, I'd like to think the time is, is is getting closer for a good open source GIS project. Um, fading back of ArcGIS Online base maps. What do you mean by that? <coughs> well, I think they're no longer relevant. Because you've got OpenStreetMap and you, you've got Bing and you've got Google, and these guys are actually doing it. I think my my hunch is that Esri did this to kickstart their platform, right? Yep. Really, really good. Kickstarted it well. Everyone talks about Esri base maps. Good stuff. But they're not going to be an authoritative source. Data isn't their business. Yeah, true. I mean, so maybe not this year, but I don't. So my prediction is not a lot of emphasis on Esri base maps. I think you'll see other providers coming in that space. Yep. And my final prediction, which again isn't really a New Zealand prediction, is a big buyout of a mapping technology. Buy for someone. Yeah. Big buys someone else big in the mapping industry. So. Not oh, so you're talking like Google some, buys Esri, or uh, yeah. or you know MapInfo buys Google. No, no. no. Um, <laughs> Apple Some, buys no. something like that. So not just an acquisition of a startup, but, but something actually significant in our industry. Hmm. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I don't have any. All right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I th- it's one of these things. New, New Zealand, I think, has an opportunity to you know really lead in in some areas. Um, and it would be good to see, you know, see us stepping up and doing some, you know, some pretty awesome projects. I don't know whether, you know, uh, any of the particular trends that, um, you know, the, the top five or the five people we just talked about have mentioned are going to, you know, really stand out in New Zealand. This is my hope of that we're open source or something, mm-hmm. because we're, we're kind of using applications as our solutions. Yep rather than building our own solutions. I mean, yeah, maybe I've just got America envy because everything seems bigger and better. <laughs> but it does seem a lot Cheaper. more, um, yeah, a lot more to choose from when you're looking for a, a location solution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so no predictions from you? Uh, no, it's going to be a big year in podcasting. <laughs> yeah, number one, baby. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's um, get on to possibly our favourite part of the show. I've missed it, actually. I've had nobody to play with over uh, over the Christmas period. The, the, the kids and the wife just can't be bothered. <laughs> ah, um, actually, I must say mine's the same, but more I haven't been online playing. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, just, yeah, late nights and social and, and what have you, so yeah. I'm waiting for the card game. It's got to come out at some point, right? <laughs> Export to Shapefile Against Humanity. Oh, can you imagine how good that would be? Export to Export humanity to with exploding kittens. That that would be the <laughs> ultimate game, right? Exploding export to humanity. Oh, 
that'd be a game and a half. Exploding humanity. Explode. That's now getting into terrorism, I think. Oh, we, we, you, I don't think you're allowed to mention that. All right. Um, okay. I think I serve. Um, well, before you do, export to shapefile. Talking of serving, I'm going to the tennis on uh, Thursday. Yeah, nice one. Mm. Um, and we didn't crash the vocal. We're getting better. Right, sir. 9.3 plus standard extensions, starting with classify LAS by height or LAS by height. Okay, interesting starting place. 3D analyst. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to see your 3D analyst with another 3D analyst. Um, cut fill. Cut fill. That sounds like a sandwich. Or, yeah. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Terrain to tin. I'm feeling a little bit jovial today. <laughs> are you? Uh, we're both doing 3D analyst, aren't you? We were kind yeah. of stuck there a little bit. Uh, ooh, terrain to tin. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, mm, interpolate polygon to multi patch. Ooh, we're all getting excited in 3D analyst. Yeah. Reminds me a little bit of uh, of the the Chavites, um, attack. But anyway, carry on. Sorry. Okay. Right. I'm going to go with erase. I just knew you couldn't hack the 3D analyst for that long. Well, I was going to stay in the 3D analyst, and I thought, well, no, it's, it's not a great game strategy. No one's really won. Oh yeah, um, four bust. in a row. Is, yeah. But four in a row. Yeah. And then I was like, then he's going to abuse me for moving out of the 3D analyst and being a chicken, but yeah, <laughs> I do play to win, so call me a chicken and we'll see who wins at the end. Hey, well, I'm going back to uh, favourite territory after that move. I'm going back to data management. Ah, uh, see, see, see. Even you couldn't hack it out there. On yeah, well, world. yeah. Mm. Um, what did you say? Arrays, arrays. Arrays. Consolidate layer. It's kind of obvious, I guess. Okay. You're going to keep it safe. I'm going to play safe with defined projection. Uh, make feature layer. Make feature layer. You're keeping it safe. Before it's all of a sudden gone quite safe. Mm. So I'm going. Oh, to it's a high stakes game, isn't it? Right. Both you and I were back two weeks. Neither of us wants to lose. Well, it's the first game of 2017. It is, yeah. You know, if it was our last, then you'd be the 2017 champion. <sighs> mm, um, polygon to line. Okay, still keeping it safe. Um, yeah. Who do you have any new resolutions about how you're going to play the game differently this year? Mm, so no. I did win last year. Yeah, okay, shush. Uh, what was my last one? I've, I've lost my... Oh, uh, not in my interest to help you. No, I know. Uh, remove. Uh, I'm going to get abused now. I'm not being cruel. It's just the game, okay? <laughs> remove domain from field. All the people who are going to email and going, you're so cruel. Just help Chris out. <laughs> it's, and it's like, no, look, I don't. I'm, I, yeah. If yeah, you go were with it. A newbie, I would. But... All right. Uh, shift. Got to mention toolbox projections, transformations, and the raster toolset. We're staying in data management. Oh, well, I'm going to jump out, I think, on shift. Well, I'm going to shift. I'm going to go fill. 
<laughs> Phil, mate. Is he the same cut, Phil? No, different person, I think. Yeah, I think one's an F and one's a PH. Oh. Not. Uh, okay. How about extract by points? Okay. Yeah. Um, this is quite a tricky game. It is, but I think... I didn't start off this hard. I may have you. Uh, spline. Hmm. I did expect something like that. I mean, it is, it is classic to um, yeah, move into Spatial Analyst. But, unfortunately, my New Year's brain has failed me. Export to Shapefile. Hey, that was quite a good game. I mean, I won, so I'm quite pleased about yeah, it. Yeah. But that was quite a good game. We're a little bit cautious, a little, yeah. Well, no. We started off all, all yeah. Oh, I'm going to be 3D analyst in your face. <laughs> Take we, we were both playing the same game, and and that it sort of burnt out. Hmm. And then we played it very safe, and then actually, then in the end, we we're still playing in spatial analyst. It was um, yeah, and it may be lacking imagination. We, we've you know first game back, we, we're going to will you know warm up a little bit, get yeah. better at it. But no, it's good. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that. Bit of practice, I think, uh, before uh, next next week's game. Yeah. I really want somebody to write in and uh, ask the players. Well, yeah, we'd, we'd definitely be open to people um, joining us. Ah, you know, yeah. Export to Shapefile Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the podcast. Happy hey. 2017 podcast. Yeah, we've uh, we've done it. We've got it in the bag. Um, onwards and upwards, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. And um, well, yeah, next week we'll have more stuff. <laughs> I think ten point five is the plan, isn't it? Ten point five is the plan. Excellent. Well, uh, with that, I'm going to wish you a very good evening, and uh, speak you next too. week. Yes, and keep cool. Really. Okay.